and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 234 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm Dixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching SGA. Yes. Season 3. Uh-huh. Episode 1. Oh, yeah. No Man's Land. Uh-huh. Can I tell you that because we haven't been able to watch the last few together, I every know. now and then I'm like, did I watch the wrong episode? I know. We need to, we need to find, we need to get back to like finding a way to at least we watch them at the same time it. and, and like, um, instant message each other. It's always fun though to like say the name of the episode that <laughs> I did my notes on and then be like, I hope Nixie I did hope the same one. I hope that's the right one. <laughs> AKA, they can't fire me if they can't catch me. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's like, insert the meme of the guy, like, pointing at his head. Uh-huh. They can't fire you if they can't catch you. My AKA is just, I love Viz effects. <laughs> I do like that. Them effects, yo. Them effects, yo. Um, I'm, you know, we're slightly partial to Viz effects. If, if, yeah, specifically Viz effects. Specifically. May or may not have spent uh, about a half hour, an hour last night fighting with Viz. That was um, part of my evening. I may have originally wanted to do special effects for movies and TVs when I went to college, <laughs> and I ended up here. I always thought it would be fun, um, it, which is funny if you think about it now. Right now, one of my pre- biggest projects involves supervising like major cutouts of things. Yeah. And I always enjoyed like pen tooling my way around everything, and I was like, I could just rotoscope. There the is a meditation. Life. Yes. For that, yes, I have done rotoscoping, except I did reverse rotoscoping. Oh, okay. And like, and like, did it on top of a video. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, I've always thought that could be interesting. Um, but then cue the clip of Ben from Parks and Rec yeah. making a stop motion video, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then he realizes uh-huh. it's like two seconds, yep. and then like loses his mind. Yeah, that's, that's probably more how that's it would real. Down. Yeah, that's real. That's that's probably a lot more how it would go down. Um. And the reason I was fighting Viz, we'll take a moment. Uh, yeah, everyone, raise a fucking glass. We'll raise a glass to the late, great, amazing powerhouse uh, of Justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Cheers. Um, yeah. Um, what an incredible life. What an incredible career someone who uh, you don't often um, see people who have literally put their fingerprints all over this country and yeah. and have the power to fundamentally change it for the better for so many people. Yep. And so, all yeah. the words I would say have been said by other people, probably much more eloquently. Yeah. Here's a reminder, right? And uh, it comes up in this episode and there's so many ways we could go from here and my heart sank when I heard and a little bit of fear comes in and these things come in and they try to attack your brain but as we heard in this episode yeah um, uh, oh god I just lost it success is not final and failure is not fatal get some sleep 
what one slight note that I'll get to when I said that. Mm-hmm. Churchill never said that. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Quote. It's a great line. Fantastic quote. And that's why I did not say it was Churchill because Churchill I wasn't never sure. said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, guys, this year is rough. Yeah, is yeah. an understatement. Um, yeah, but just, the, the idea is to keep going, right? Yep. If we're if we're nothing. Humans Listen, can endure. RBG would not fucking want you to give up on anything. No. No, and that's just... I think that's... Um, yeah. At the end of the day, we have to remember that we're human. That we're all part of this human space and that we all are here. We're um, all family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the grand, grand scope of things, that's what brings me comfort. It's yep. like... We're very small, and our our issues, while they feel huge and are important and and valuable, and, yes. and it's important that we hear it all. We're we're just human beings trying to make the, a life. And for I a also, while. and I also just wanted to like I legit blue screened last night. Yeah. Um, I legit blue screened, and it's just also. Most people in life have not been privileged enough to meet her in person. Um. Dude, take the time to grieve however you need to grieve. Yeah, yeah. Which is also vitally important. Um, yeah. Feel whatever... That's where the get some sleep part of the line That's where in. the get some sleep. Feel whatever emotions you need to feel. And, uh, and, and I think it goes back to yours of, we're all feeling it. Mm-hmm. So uh, take solace in that part. We're all feeling things. At the end of the day, regardless of where your alliances are, if you will, this was a... Somebody who lived an incredible, incredible life, did some pretty incredible things. Um, we'll go down in the history books. Guys, we're all just bags of feels. We're just... Some of us just have a thicker candy coating before the fields. We're just watery bags of mush. Uh-huh. Um, and then they gave us feelings. Yeah. And puppos. And puppos. Um, and, um... Or, and that's or, it. Or cat... Something furry. That furry could be a puppo... Or a caddo, or it, just another it could person. Be another human. It yeah. could be. That's what I'm saying. It could be another person. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> it could be a blanket. I had a line last night where I was. Um, we were in bed watching TV, and Jesse's like, "I want to pet someone." <laughs> both of the dogs were on me, yeah. not on him. And I was like, "You can pet me." And he actually he's like, "I want to cuddle someone." And I was like, "You can cuddle me." He goes, "I want to cuddle something furry." I was like, "I'm furry." Uh, yeah. He's like, "You're not really furry." Um, hey, guess what, guys? It's playtime again. It's playtime. <laughs> um, in case we were getting too deep, that's the universe reminding us that it's just about the dogs. Digging. Do not care. It's about digging for lizards and. Uh, yeah. Making the most of your time. Yep. Uh, one of our boys, our very anxious boy, recently got some don't be so anxious meds. You know, so good play, meds. Playtime has gotten rowdier. <laughs> so we'll see how this week goes. Um, so once we get past what before last night, yeah. Uh, what were what were the any any pop culturey exciting things, or have those been consumed by the other beast in your life? Uh, so the other beast is uh, awake. He's out of his summer hibernation. Mm-hmm. I'm back in school. But I do get some pop culture thing to share. Yes. So uh, we all know I went back to school later in life yes. as an adult. 
um, as there's a really cool liberal arts college that has a program specifically designed for non-traditional learners, meaning I go to school in the evenings. <laughs> um, but there's a mix of, of students, you know, yeah. that range anywhere from, you know, late teens yeah. to, I think I've had classes with people in their 60s before. Yeah. So it's all over the place. So I took a, I am taking an ethics class that uses films of the 80s. I mean, that is the best way to teach ethics. It really is. It re- and it's it's a really great breakdown because we're starting with, like, egoism. Yeah. And the idea of, of, ego, um, of egoism. And so we're, we're, we're going to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and kind of <laughs> do some ethical musings on that. Um, but the pop culture thing that I will share is in class the first day, just yeah. to kind of get our feet wet... Mm-hmm. Um, we did an online trivia game, similar to whatever that game is that you play on your phone against other people. Oh, yeah, the one that I don't play and vaguely only know about, um, but it was really popular we, with people. We played it before. We played it before. Oh, we played it? Yeah, where you all log into one room, but you're answering questions oh, from your own phone. Yes, okay, that's not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah it's uh, j- something, Jackbox. Jackbox. Yeah. So consider, think of it like an educational version of Jackbox, yeah. where the professors create these questions. It's like when you go to the sports bar and they have the thing with all the questions up yes. on the screen and you have your little box. That's basically what it is, we right? We love playing that. And so he, the, the, the last thing we did in class was we had this, how well do the, you know, the 80s quiz. <laughs> and there was 70 questions on it all together. Um, and I'm just going to pause and it's gone now, but there was like a fucking bird with a six foot wingspan that took off from your neighbor's yard and flew over your house. Uh, guys, I live in the wilderness. It was black. I, I live in the full on, it's probably a crow. If, if, I'm telling you that if we, di- it's gone now, but if we didn't live here, I would have thought that that was Drogon flying overhead, okay? It might have been. <laughs> I th- I'm certain that there's dragons living in, in our forest. I'm sorry, continue with your 80s pop No, no, let online. me share with you, I don't know that this is something we've shared with a group before, but so we start taking this quiz, and I'm like, you know, just playing fine, like yeah. nicely. And then the beast that lives, oh, Monopoly yeah. Grace. So guys, you guys haven't been introduced to Monopoly Grace. I've seen Monopoly Grace in action. Uh-huh. It's not Grace. Monopoly Grace <laughs> is only here to win. Yes. Uh, Monopoly Grace was the Grace that I first met when I was little, and we were doing... That's it. Holy moly, that's a vulture. That is an extremely large black vulture. Whoa, okay. I'm not going to turn the mics off. I'm going to see if I can get a picture and we will post this. Yeah, sorry, we are so distracted, but it is a giant black vulture. And I know vultures, like, ever everywhere. It's just more of, I don't normally see them that close. Wearing a collar, baby, it's It's you know, it could be RBG. It's RBG in vulture form. They are like everyone looks at vultures negatively, but they're some of the coolest freaking animal, like birds. I think I got a decent pick, but it's not gonna get any better. <laughs> I, I think anyway. the reason why it's hanging out in the neighbors, if you can hear it, is because there's chickens. Oh, yeah, no, that vulture wants those chickens. And, uh, thankfully, I think they're well protected in a coop. I was about to say, that vulture wants those chickens. That vulture wants breakfast. Well, if that vulture wants those chickens, it's gonna have to contend with my dogs and the neighbor's dogs. It will. <laughs> Which is a total of, like, 
I'm pretty sure dogs. that vulture is the size of your dog. <laughs> but, uh, they'll be alright. We'll keep an eye on things. And now... <laughs> anyway, so online... Monopoly oh, Grace. Good, right, right. Monopoly Grace uh, forgets that she's playing children. <laughs> and at some point, the professor goes, Grace, you're 10,000 points ahead of everybody. Do you think you'll let up? You're like, no. And I unmuted my mic and just went, I like trivia. <laughs> Um, I could not let up. I tried. I tried to answer questions wrong. Yeah. I, I can't. Monopoly Grace will not let me. I don't think I would be able to answer them wrong. I might be able to do. I'm going to at least count to 10 before I was I doing that. I was doing that. I was like, I'll at least answer right before the time's up. To where I actually missed a couple because I ran out of time. I think this is not actually Monopoly Grace's fault. I think this is just the fault of everyone else for not knowing 80s They should have known. Yeah. It's not my fault they weren't born then. In fairness, I wasn't sentient yeah. then. Yeah. I wasn't alive so long that I know they, like these things did not happen to me in real time. No. I had to learn about them as well. Um. <laughs> Speaking of things that happening in real time, but I was alive there. I'll come back to that later. Um. But so that's my big pop culture moment. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, learning a lot about uh, how much I don't know about the history of the world. <laughs> There's a lot of history, to be fair. Yeah. There's a lot of history. There was another fun game we played in a different class where it's like just because a lot of day one stuff is like, where are you guys all? Yeah, starting? it's just getting a baseline. Because uh, a lot of my electives have no prerequisites, so. It's like, here are some different eras of time. Yeah. Put them in the correct order. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, ancient, classical, medieval, blah, 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 <laughs> modern, <laughs> postmodern. That's my favorite. I do know that postmodern goes after modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always... And they tried to trick you with neoclassical. Uh, yeah, that's... I've always been a fan of the further back in history it is, the better I am at it in general. <laughs> yeah. um, well, my pop culture things were, were kind of two... Well, it's a threefold. First, in the ongoing adventures of Assassin's Creed Odyssey... Oh, yeah. Um, I have defeated the second of three main storylines. I guess it's the second of the main in-the-game-without-DLC storylines. Amazing. I'm now in the, the DLCs, and I am in um, Elysium, nice. and guards are hard there. Yeah. So that yeah. that's that was Elysium my exciting. Elysium sounds cool. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, and then and then in, in things that I'm watching, we have, because Nick didn't really see anything but the first handful of episodes, uh, we are rewatching Vikings. Nice. Uh, which is... Very good, but I had to remind Nick that you cannot watch this while crafting on other things because Vikings is a super show you have to pay attention to. Yeah, they will jump two years and not tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do remember one more pop culture thing. It's yeah. not related to Vikings, but somehow the thought process got me there. Yeah. Um, there are leaked pictures of Tom Holland as a young Mister Nathan Drake. Oh, is there? And Mark Wahlberg is Sully, and I am hyped. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one picture, and it's crappy, and it's them. But and it exists. Yeah, it's them in tuxes. Is that like an actual thing that's happening? The movie's happening. Oh, I didn't the even know. The movie's in filming. I'll be honest, I didn't even know the film was making. Oh, yeah, and um, I don't know where everybody is on it, but I'm excited. I think, I definitely think Tom Holland has the charisma for it. 
here's the thing. Like movies like that, I am on... There's been movies that are based on video games or based on popular things where I'm in the camp of... If it's fun, it's fun, and like at the end of the day, it's a video game movie. Yeah, it's like super. Don't care if the writing is the best or whatever. Like, is it fun? Yeah, cool. Well, you know what it is. Um, is Uncharted had good writing. Yeah, and um, I hope the spirit stays with it. And because we're going back in time, um, I think I think it'll work. Nice. Uh, I I like Mark Wahlberg as Sully as a young Sully. And Tom Holland is a young Nathan Drake. Um, I just like Tom Holland. Well, like, Tom Holland's just great. He's just, a, like, the only word I can use is adorable. So I think that's what he has in common with Nathan Drake is you go around killing things, but at the end of the day, he's just charismatic. He's like, yeah, yeah what can I say? I'm just a dude, <laughs> and I'm kind of a man, I don't know. And he's a little bit, like, He's not suave. Yeah. So, which is another reason I think Tom Holland works. Uh huh. He's just kind of like, oh shit, this My is the thing I his did. His charisma is in a different path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no sleekness to yeah. it. It's 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 haphazard, if you will. So the other thing that I watched um, this week was on Wednesday, they released on Netflix a four-part special about um, Challenger. Oh, I saw that that existed. Yeah, guys, it's if you have any interest. Um, if you have any interest in NASA, in, in human space flights, um, if you were, remember Challenger, you know, that's one of the things that struck me. I was like, you know, wh- I don't even think I was two yet when, yeah. when, um, Challenger, um, blew I think up. we existed. That's what I'm saying. I existed, yeah. but obviously not remember anything. Yeah. But the thing, unlike Columbia, which obviously I was around for and do very much remember, um, People, the entire nation, didn't tend to tune in for the landing of a shuttle two decades almost into shuttles flights happening. Yeah. Um, everyone watched Challenger take and, off. Yeah. And take off and then blow up. And it is put together. The editing of it is beautiful. Um, they do a really great job of of showing. You know the the issues leading up to Challenger and and the O ring problem, and um, and they are they do kind of hold NASA and and those who sort of signed off it to task a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last episode, Grace, just warning you when you watch the last episode. Oh, I don't imagine it'll be easy. Um, just warning you, watch the last episode. Um, I was. It's one of those things where I had in the background while I was working, and I, you know, I, we know that anything with space flight has like a, I have a, I have a resistance yeah. <laughs> to anything with space flight, um, but I, you know, got a little misty-eyed a couple yeah, times yeah, in that yeah, final yeah. episode when they, when they interview, um, you know, the wives, Oof. and their reactions watching that. Um, yeah. And then they follow through to Discovery, yeah. which was the, the shuttle that they built after Challenger. Um, Discovery was sort of built, it was able to be built quickly because they had all these extra pieces, essentially. Yeah. Discovery was kind of built with extra pieces from the other shuttles, sort Yikes. of. Yikes, yeah. And they, they cover its first launch, the return to space. 
It's a really good documentary, guys. They I'll use a ton of, of footage that I had not seen before. Um, I'm partial to any time where they covered Richard Feynman because I'm also partial to Richard Feynman because that <laughs> man is awesome. And yeah, so I highly recommend that. It's on Netflix. It's called Challenger, The Last Flight, I believe. Or The Final Flight. Last Flight, Final Just Challenger. If we're talking about documentaries on Netflix. Yes. There's one that is last... Has less gravitas. <laughs> yes. But is just as fun. Uh-huh. The Taco Chronicles. <laughs> the Taco... I still want to be able to watch the first episode because I haven't been able to sit down when I can read the subtitles oh, right, for it. right, because it's in Spanish. Because it's in Spanish. Which I forget. Yeah. I forget. I, I, I'm actually really proud of that. I've gotten to a point where I forget that it's not in the same language. Mm-hmm. So I can't listen... I watch so many things in the background. Yeah. That I haven't been able to sit down and watch another episode because I can't dedicate looking at the screen. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've learned some things I didn't know about tacos, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, not that I know everything, but, you know, I feel like I got some pretty decent you education as a kid. You have some leg up on, like, me, who's also <laughs> obsessed with mainly the eating of tacos. Uh, yeah, of food in general. We like foods. Yeah. Um, so I guess there was more pop culture in my week than I thought. There you go. Um, but we are here... To talk about Stargate. In particular. July 14th, 2006. Woo! This was written by Martin Garrow, directed by Martin Wood. It's the Martin and Martin Show. The Martins. Um, we have a giant guest star list, which few of them do I consider, like, guest stars at this point. But sure. we have Connor Trenier back as Michael. Yeah. Um, we have Robert Picardo, which, again, is he even a guest star at this point, is... Mitch Pilecki, even a guest star at this point. So I've been watching uh, Voyager, and I keep waiting for him to do Doctor things. <laughs> but he's so That's good in Voyager. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, just shout out for Avocado for being highly involved in the Planetary Society, which also Carl Sagan. I did and not a connection. know that. Yeah, he's super... He's, like, on the advisory board of the Planetary Society, which... Nice. Guys, the Planetary Society is really fucking cool. Anyway... But not only that, but we have the guest stars of Gary Jones oh, yes. and Bo Bridges. Oh, yes. And Christopher Heiderall is back. I feel like, what, are those even... Um, they're not guest stars. Are they cameos? Uh, I think they're counted as guest stars for got this. Got it, got it. Um, and Christopher Heiderall is black playing uh, some Wraith. He's going to be, like, one of oh, our main Wraith. Uh-huh. He was Nathosian. I remember that. He's, like, the really tall Nathosian. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Well, it's a hard name to forget. Yes, exactly. So previously on... Everything is awful. Remember how we experimented on Michael and he, like, turned out was super not okay with, that ex- with us experimenting on him? Mm-hmm. Regardless of if the retrovirus worked or not? Like, the whole... Yeah. Ex- yeah. Anyway, Remember that we had moral quandaries to yeah, yeah, quander? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I do like... We're, we'll get to it, but I like Weir's philosophy. Is like we're in this shit now. There's no it. point. We're here now. <laughs> Let's just. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it. there's no. Yeah, when you're stuck in the mud, there's yeah. no point in deciding how you got into the mud because now you're just in it. You're gonna just sink if you keep going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, Michael got away. He told a queen about the retrovirus, and the hive came wanting to make an alliance. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're actually just trying to stab us in the back. What yep. was it? A Brutus? <laughs> Whatever. A two Brute. A uh, They ended up getting the location to Earth, and McKay and Ronan are in cold storage, and John is missing. <laughs> 
Yikes. We actually start the episode back a few minutes in time. Okay. Right as John was taking the F-302... Who's out into battle? Him and like four others. I do. It's like when you listen to a podcast and uh-huh. then you go back to it and it runs you back like thirty seconds. Yep. I do appreciate. It. They're like, hey, let's run it back a little. Um, and I don't think we can shower enough love on the Viz effects for this episode. Holy graphics! Because my friends. holy shit, these are some of the best graphics in Stargate as a whole up yeah. to this point. Yeah, I think that's why we run back. Because yeah. they wanted to do that They're again. Like, let's just do this one more time with feeling. Yes, 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 with feelings. Um, and uh, I, because it's—I don't think it's super common knowledge. When John's like Fox Four, oh, I don't that's know that a fun. signal for firing, like fire Foxtrot, because the F oh, and he's shortened it to Fox. Oh, I get it. And now. like Foxtrot One and then Foxtrot Two, that's, it's all different. It all sounds like it's all firing different things. Rogue fighters yeah. in um, Star Wars to me, basically. Like I'm waiting to see what's his name, Red Leader. Yes, yeah, I'm waiting Wedge for him Antilles. to go Red Leader. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, yeah, this I know this. And then just suddenly there's there's just a a, a Luke, yeah, with an X-wing next yep. to him. Yeah, I was just waiting for the X-wing to show up. Um, and we get the the same moment again where John wants to shut down their hyperdrive, and Caldwell's like, "What the use is fucking shutting down the hyperdrive if yeah. they're still firing at us?" Yeah. Um, and he has two darts in his tail, and what we didn't see last episode is. That two other, that another three hundred two takes those two darts out. Yep. Uh, this was what uh, I called this a dog fight. Is that appropriate? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a space dog fight. The space dog fight with the really cool pilot woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Thank you for we some need representation. More of that pilot woman. Preach, much preach. Um. And John tells them to head back to the Daedalus, and so he's the only fighter, the only three hundred two and pilot out there. And once the hive ships GTFO, that's when they realize John and his ship are missing. Yep. No locator beacon, no anything. And uh, so that's where we left last episode. And so what we did not see, but we now clearly see a moment later, is yeah, that John yeah, yeah. is fine. Uh-huh. But he is now sitting on the underside of one of the hive ships he's, flying through hyperspace. He's playing barnacle. He's playing barnacle, yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna b- b- hang he's on to He's playing the Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. Demographics, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good times. So the Daedalus has made it back to Atlantis and is is starting repairs. Mm-hmm. It, uh, slow repairs, though, because according to Caldwell, they lost some key people, uh-huh. as he tells Weir and Taylor and Zelenka and Chuck, and they kind of wordlessly go, "Oh, that's right, John. Oh, got it. Headcount. Mm, mm. Yeah, we're missing someone. We're missing like pieces one through what is it three? <laughs> yeah, yeah." No one's just, the numbers don't mean anything. No, except one through three are missing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were n- again. Not that we don't want to place equal footing for everyone, but um, w- one fixes things well, uh-huh. <laughs> and the other two fight things well. Yeah. Uh, so we're missing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're acknowledges that this isn't the time to mourn them. It's the time to get shit done. So. They move into Weir's office, and she's actually already briefed General Landry on this. Yeah. Like, this is shit. We are in shit. We are here in this shit pile. Yeah. The hives are on their way back to Earth. The Daedalus is badly broken, and Weir's like, I know you're damaged and, like, the ship shit and all, but you gotta get out there ASAP. 
Yeah, she's like, we gotta go fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's time. Gotta go. Gotta blast. Gotta because go. with part of the um, extra info that they got from, I just blanked on the other name of the ship. Remember the other ancient Orion? ship? The Orion. Not the Orion. The Aurora. Aurora. They were able to upgrade their FTL engines. Right. Before they only had engines that could go like between the stars in the galaxy. Yeah. And because of the Aurora stuff, they're now able to upgrade it so they can go between galaxies like the Daedalus can. Yeah. Um, Get it going. But since the Wraith ships, as we know, are so organically based, they get some extra radiation while they're in hyperspace. They can't mm. just take the whole trip. They're going to have to stop and yeah. recover. So Zelenka is going to calculate when and where those stops are, which I'm sure is really simple math. Yeah. I mean, for Zelenka. <laughs> One is like, I love that it's kind of like, how do we do this? Like, we're just like, how do we do this? Zelenka's like, well, maybe. Okay, do that. It's yeah. like, well, I wasn't even done with my maybe. <laughs> I wasn't nope. even maybe. That's a thing now. Yeah. Go do it. Bye. So Caldwell obviously wants to go after the hive ships. Like, it's not like he doesn't. Yeah. But the Daedalus be hurting. Like, shields are shit. Whole decks are off limits. Yeah. And it's, she's not going to put up much of a fight against hive ships. Especially no, we're just going to go limp back so she can kill us in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And Weir's like, well, don't worry, we're also sitting Orion, you know, that ship that can barely fly and has no weapons yet. Yeah, the two broken ships does not equal one not broken ship. And Weir lays this out. She goes, look, since the Odyssey was hurt pretty much last time, we saw it like they're probably out fighting the Supergate right now. Yeah. Earth has no ships right now. Yeah. Since the Korolev died on its first mission. Oh, God, the Korolev. R.I.P. in peace. So the... The Odyssey is gone. There's no ships to defend Earth. Like, there's nothing to stop the Hive ships if Atlantis and Daedalus and the Orion can't. Yeah. Essentially, this is our last line of defense for Earth. Yeah. So we have to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And both Caldwell and Weir and Taylor know what is being asked right now. Caldwell's basically going... You're signing my death certificate, and yeah. you're telling me to sign off on it as well. And you're you're asking me to sign it for not myself, but my ship and my entire yeah. crew. And Weir's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basically my bon voyage forever. Yeah. Big yikes. Um, but, but, you know, it just goes to show the measure of this man, right? He does it anyway. He does it anyway because at the same time, he also knows that if there is... If, if it does cost him and everyone on that ship to stop the hive getting from Earth, getting to Earth. Yeah. Like. And, and you know, they may be the greatest chance that Earth has. Yeah. Because they know that there is no other answer. Exactly. Um, it's like they have nothing. The most dangerous person is someone who has nothing left yeah, to lose. Exactly. I like to think of it when I bomb... When I bought my, this is going to sound real stupid, but I swear it works. That's fine. When I bought my car, yeah, I got a really good deal on it. And I was only, um, what, 27, 26, and I went in there and I got this really good deal on the car. And I remember, like, friends of mine would ask, because we were all yeah. young and, you know, yeah. silly and not that financially aware. And I'm not either. And I was like, well, it was easy. I literally did not have any more money to give them. Mm-hmm. So they could take the money I had or, or not. not. Or you're not selling me the car. Yeah. <laughs> and so it feels like that same idea. It's like 
this is a literally I'm not negotiating. No. There's nothing to negotiate. Exactly. And so it was kind of a great way to approach things. So now I've learned that that's just my approach. I'm like, I literally have nothing else to give you. Nope. Um, and for them, it's like, I literally have nothing else to go home to if I don't make this happen. Exactly. It's very Viking of them. It's very Viking Come home of them. a hero, don't come home Speaking at all. Speaking of Vikings. Speaking of. Uh, it's still slightly less graphic yeah. <laughs> than Vikings. Or maybe Spartan? Was it the Spartans that worked that way too? I don't remember. I maybe think they both. both kind of did. Yeah. I don't know. We just watched the episode of Vikings where they give the guy the blood eagle. So oh, jeez. That's, that's a thing uh-huh. to... It's a drink, right? It's like uh, a mixed drink with an umbrella in it. Sure. <laughs> a blood eagle. Oh, God, that's so terrible. I can't believe I said that. Uh, I'll tell you what that is off the pod. No, no, I think I know what a blood eagle is. Because <laughs> uh, I've seen enough of the show. I just, just me being real silly. And I made myself cringe. Uh, guys, if you don't know what it is, just don't look it up. Look it up. If you're me, you're gonna look. If you're me, you're looking it up right now as I speak. And if you're even braver, you're going straight to images. <laughs> okay, so on said hive ship, um, our two guys are being, you know, preserved for later. Uh, Ronan is clearly trying to work himself free because he's Ronan, and McKay <laughs> is just rambling because he's McKay, realizing that not only did they get the the wraith get the position on Earth, but also. They had to have gotten something else because how could they have gotten, you know, the ability to get to Earth? It must have been some sort of worm, like we would believe that McKay doesn't download porn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's McKay. It's probably like really soft hentai. Well, as yeah, far as he and gets. it's like I believe that he downloads porn because he's a man who's yeah. alive. Like he's a human being, oh, not 100%. just male, yeah. but like he's human. human being who is alone on another planet. But I don't even think that that's his most exciting moment. No, that like I, is not. That is not the most. He is most likely to get spyware from downloading like secret blueprints to Russian that's what ships. I'm like the fact that he, like that's the least. Yeah. Thing that he would hide. Yeah, 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 or yeah, not yeah, yeah. To. He's like, oh, that's just my. Part. I don't want to say shameful because don't there's look, no shame yeah. in it, but yeah. Don't look in that folder. It's, is that your porn? No, that's where I have all the secret <laughs> blueprints and codes to to things I shouldn't that could get me in trouble with the NSA. So, McKay has is already placing the destruction on Earth squarely on his own shoulders because it's McKay. Mm-hmm. And and Ronan's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I do love that Ronan is that asshole. <laughs> Ronan, Ronan is a is great... Asshole. You know what, though? It's a great friend to have. Yes! Because when he says that, he's not actually trying to shove your guilt in you no. further. He's trying to be like, get over yourself. Yeah. It's tough love. Yeah. Yeah. I do absolutely love that. And and McKay mocks him um, right back for trying to break free. I want to break free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to break free. Um, I love that. He's like, I'm sure there's struggle resistant. Yeah, I'm sure there's struggle proof there, big guy. I'm sure your face is struggle proof. I feel like struggle proof is a good band name or something like that. Or like some sort of like victorious... Thing. Like, I'm struggle proof. I don't know. I see it like as like a Bon Jovi cover band. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I'm into it. I'm for it. Okay. So back out with John. Yes. Who McCain and Ronan do <laughs> not realize is so part. close. Okay, I love this. Okay, I'm gonna get you. Get, I'm gonna let you get through. I promise. But I love this part. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> because I feel like I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so he, he has this thing up. Um, they're still in hyperspace, and he has this thing up on his display, and he's about to hit the button to disengage the docking clamps, um, and and he has no clue if he should separate or not. And then the scene just changes after a little after a little McKay voiceover, uh-huh. and recalls a conversation at lunch between Zelenka and McKay talking about like. Can you launch the 302s in hyperspace and make okay, this Okay, before you, you get too far, uh-huh. now take this image yeah. and replace Zelenka and McKay <laughs> with Nixie <laughs> and domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And then I'm John. Okay, go. Okay, go. And uh, so McKay's like, well, no, you can't fly him at all when you're in hyperspace. And then Zelenka's like, no, but you can launch him, but then just stay inside the yeah. hyperspace bubble. <laughs> And meanwhile, this whole time, John is just, like, eye-flirting with the pretty lady. Yeah, and then in this scene, replace the pretty lady with either Uncharted or a puppy or a donut. Okay, continue. Or true crime. Continue. And then John just is like, I should really pay more attention to them as he decides to not undock. I love this so much. So good. I cannot tell. I'm, I'm sure that I cannot I cannot be alone in this field. No. Okay, good. Because I feel like I do this all the time. And I think it's the only reason I've become as good as I am with, with the talking. Uh-huh. Because I've got to talk my way through, not knowing what the fuck people were saying. There is, I mean, listen, I can't tell you how many times everyone's had it where it's in a meeting and you're paying so much attention and the one time your attention drifts... You're like, shit, that was important. No, someone like, sends them and goes, well, what do you think, Nicole? And I'm like, yes. See, you... I don't know if you've learned... I've learned this. So what I started going, what do you think, Nicole, about the insert thing we were yeah. just talking about here? Yeah. Say the name and then say the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to sound sad, but in, in, in my in my ability to process grief this has become a really funny thing that we share amongst our family my grandma was very much the same way very much chatty kathy yeah, yeah very much a talker very much uninterested in the things she wasn't uninterested in so that is something she, i feel so she badly. she was able to hide her alzheimer's from us <laughs> for years <laughs> years because of this by the time we finally found it, they're like, easily, she's had this for five years. I have abs. I've learned this. I have absolutely no poker face if I am not interested in the subject. <laughs> I've learned. This is this is. I shouldn't out myself, but here we are. I have learned to put the thing that is not our meeting window yeah. under the camera. <laughs> Whatever the thing is that oh, I'm yeah, actually no, I've playing done that. with. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> so it looks, and then you just smile and nod every now and then. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I'm a terrible human. Okay, okay, let's keep yeah, going. That I've done. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so inside, uh, Michael is back. He goes to talk to the queen, and we learn we did not know last episode. We yeah. slightly picked up. Uh, Michael not only wasn't informed that the hive would betray Atlantis, yeah. but like super not liked by the rest of the hive. No, we didn't realize how mean girlsing they were to him. Super mean girl. The queen gives no shits about Michael and only cares about the information that Michael can give her. He is alive only so long as he can be useful 
and there is definitely some you were a human bias going on. Yeah, it's a whole lot of bullshit because even if you have that idea and and that's how you exist and that's how you live, it's not like he chose to be human. No. Anyway, that's all. Oh, there's a. I don't know if there's any reworld parallels going on about nope. this situation. No, ten foot pole. So, next scene. <laughs> in a rare moment for Atlantis, we are in the SGC control room. We're briefing them over video about where the hive ship will be in an hour, and when it's there, it has to sit there for fifteen hours. Uh-huh. So it's sixteen hours total. And our ships were hopefully going to be there in 14 hours. Yep. So, narrow So we're going to get a sneak attack. Sneak attack damage. Yep. Meanwhile, the IOA wants Weir to brief them. And not over a video conference. Like, now. Like, this is not up to you, Weir. Like, Landry tells her that she's done all she can do and she needs to step through the gate because the IOA is waiting for her in the briefing room. Yeah, and um, credit to Landry, he's like, I'm not asking. I'm just... Well, yeah, he's like, I'm the messenger. Yeah, well, not only that, it's just like, this isn't a choice you have. No. So Weir gets up, and she tries to give some direction to Taylor, who I guess is in charge, and that's super smart. Taylor, Taylor is my heart, because Taylor basically comes in the way I do. Yeah. Where technically she doesn't have the title, but guess what? You're the most experienced person on the swing shift. Yep. So you're the boss now. <laughs> uh, and Taylor's like, look, I know it's going to be done. Uh, I'll see you when you return. Yeah. And you can tell Weir is a little afraid she's not returning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor's gonna get the job done. She's gonna get none of the glory. Uh, and Weir's busy losing her shit, because she should rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she picks up her computer, and without really looking back, walk to the gate to Earth. And we have a very long wormhole. How tight is your butthole at this point? (laughs) Diamond (laughs) level! And and not just because you don't get to walk through that gate very often. No. Like, I feel like she doesn't get to go through back and forth all the time in general. She's done once. Yeah. And the gate to home, isn't it a little bit of a longer passage anyway? It's a longer passage. I don't know if they experience any longer because right. they're dematerialized. Yeah. Um, but it's more of she knows what it takes to get back to Atlantis. And she has A, no clue if she's going to get fired, if she's going to yep. get back that way. And B, if there's no ships. Yep. It's a three-week journey if there's a ship. So yeah. who knows when there's going to be a ship, if there's going to be a ship, if the hives are going to get here. It's all bad times. Here's this burning fire. I'm leaving you with Taylor. Yeah. Please the, put it out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so Landry's waiting for her on the other side, and her snark level is high. Yeah. She's like, well, I consider disobeying. <laughs> what good could they have done if I had? Yeah. And she starts to go off on Landry, who's like, I am literally just the messenger in this case. Do not go off on me. Yeah. I'm kind of on your side. Yeah. And in this case, it was the president who had to concede to the IOA. Yikes. Um, since soon, you know, there could be aliens trying to feed on Earth. And mm-hmm. Weir had to come explain herself and her actions. Yep. This is not my choice. I did not drag you here. Yep. Other people did. Frankly, nobody likes this IOA people, but... This is where we are. And both of these leaders know the game. Yeah. They know that the IOA just wants to point fingers and they want to cover their asses. And uh-huh. Weir is... I love when she's like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to respond to that. Yeah. And Landry has faith because the bureaucrat's Elizabeth and you can eat him for breakfast. I love that part so much where he's like, I'm not worried. Just get in there and do what you do. 
So when the hive ships, suddenly Michael is not able to go where he wants to on the ship. Yep. More signs of some ostracization. Uh-huh. Close enough. Yeah. He's an ostrich now. He is. That's what, again, that's another of those words I'm like, oh, I can't spell it, but, you know. Ostrich, ostrichization. Yeah. It's not the right word. I just nope. said the word ostrich and then added ization. It's just one of those words I'm never going to yeah. be able to pronounce. So, Ronan is still struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but McKay is realizing it's actually really comfortable in here. Like, there's, it's kind of a, like a weightless feeling. Yeah. It's yeah, 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 nicely. Yeah. It's warm. And then... Not a bad one. There's worse ways to die. Yeah, and then McKay's like, well, what would you do if Magic Fairy came down? And then granted, you're one rich <laughs> Ronan to be free. Like, we're on a hive ship traveling hyperspace between galaxies. Like, what, are we going to fly home on the winds of imagination? <laughs> on the winds of imagination. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, an, it's a forgotten Disney song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do love this moment because it's like, wait a minute. Is Ronan an optimist? I don't think Ronan is an optimist as much as Ronan is like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down fucking fighting. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here. I, I will struggle. I will spend my entire life struggling against this thing if need be. I think of it like um, in Kill Bill. I don't know if you watched Kill Bill. I've seen Kill Bill once. Okay. So, well, you'll remember this part because yeah. it's the one part when she's buried alive. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she starts... Um, Punching. She just starts punching. Yep. She's like, we're going to get through this. We're just going to keep doing one thing at a time. Okay, that's all. Um, and Ronan's just like, I'll figure something out. Yeah. Don't worry. It's like, get out of here. I don't have to deal with anything past get out of here until I get out yeah. of here. Yeah, first we get out of here. Yeah. I do love this thought process. So the ships drop out of hyperspace. And it's time for some damage mm-hmm. on John's part. And he tells McKay and Ronan over the radio. And we see, like, they can't hear because all the radios and the gear uh-huh. is in Michael's room. Bow, bow, bow. So Michael hears this, closes the door, and picks it up. Yep. John's like, wrong number. Sorry. Michael's like, shut up and listen. Your friends are alive. Uh, I have no clue how you could fuck the got the I words. Uh-huh. How you know dead. But... <laughs> if you want your ships to catch up, which I figured your ships are on the way, sure, uh, you need to disable these two hive ships like now. Yeah. And hey, look, we don't have to be friends, but I'm being treated like shit, and you're being treated like uh-huh. shit. So let's work together. Enemy okay, of bye. the enemy is my friend. Yeah. Um, and like Michael's like, I can't do it because I know it's me, but they don't know you're here. So you do it. Have fun. Yeah. And at this point. Michael is almost as pissed at his own queen as he is with Atlantis. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Yeah. I love their back and forth here. These two men who just do not trust each other at all. It's like, well, no, neither of us is trustworthy to the other, but what the fuck other options do we have? Yeah. Um, And finally, John tells Michael where he is, and Michael tells him the best place to target is fire at. Yay, we've got an insider. So, Weir is explaining her actions to the IOA. Uh-huh. Like, yes, I distributed the file, and, you know, because of time, and, you know, I'm guessing she's talking about the Wraith schematics yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, And Woolsey does point out that Weir kept the IOA informed of every action along the way. And you can tell this whole conversation, Woolsey is being played as, like, the good guy on this. He's Yeah, he's trying to mediate, it seems. Uh, which I think is a continuation of the arc we've seen from his character. Yeah, of, of course. There's some, some changes and some... Gro- he's got a little more dimensions than just, uh, yes. I hate everybody here. Yeah. And 
Shen is just blaming Weir flat out. Which is like, that's a great move because that helps everybody. Super helpful. Assigning blame makes everything better. Um, and then third ambassador, which I don't even remember his name, just kind of goes along with it. Woolsey does ask, was a better plan to set the ZPM on the data list back to Earth to power the Antarctic weapons chair? And where has the point of there's way too many unknowns to know if that would even work? That's all dependent on, like, it, can the Daedalus and its broken form make the trip back? Can it yeah. beat the hive ships? There's, like, there's no point in what-ifing this. Exactly. Yeah. So when, and that's when Shen Flatter accuses Weir of taking, risking the lives of everyone on the Daedalus and the Orion to undo her own mistake. And Weir's like, first, fuck you, but with her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> The silent fuck you. Yeah. And second, look, the Daedalus hasn't left orbit yet. Yeah. If you want the Daedalus, if you want the ZPM back on Earth, go tell him. Yep. Tell him to get the ZPM. I'm not doing this. Yeah, we're doing the thing I said because I said it. Fuck and, you. Yeah, and she's like, you can overturn my standing orders, but you're gonna have to fire me first. Yep. And, and then, walks away. And then she drops the mic on the ground. And then she vexes away. Yes. So McKay is some some days there is a hidden pessimist inside of me that's usually like like bashed into a small corner by the optimist inside sure. of me. But McKay is going through all the different ways that they could die. Dumb ways to die. And like <laughs> I would probably do that too. Yeah. You know, it could be fed upon, could be instantaneous death if the ship explodes. It could be death by fire. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, they could just like suffocate. Yeah. Um, and that's when all of Ronan's work pays off. Yay. Um, he breaks free because, of course, the Wraith missed one of his blades. Well, he's got 7,000 of them. <laughs> he has so many. Uh-huh. Um, and so he gets free. McKay yeah, promises... Do you think he has them all named? No. I don't think he's that precious about them. Okay. That makes sense. I think it's, like, whatever sharp object that he can find that he can hide on his body, like, that's He it. will. Yeah. yeah. He may have, like, one... Like his blaster. It's like well, his I good wonder one. if it's not more that he names him, but that he knows how many he has on himself that, at all times. I don't even know if he would know all. He probably or if he's does. just like checks pockets. Like, I think I left something here, type of thing. I would. I have a hunch that he, for the most part, knows how many blades he has on him. Okay. I do think there's probably a few times where he forgets one. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> like a surprise blade. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, it's like when you find a dollar in like a, a jacket that you wore like two years exactly. ago. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and he's going to free McKay and McKay promises to stop all the, oh God, oh God, we're all going to die. Stuff. Yeah, seriously. Um, because now they may not die. Now they're butterflies. They just got out of the cocoons. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I did see a meme recently where it talks about, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a cocoon on your oh, couch, yeah. just remember you become a butterfly and then it goes to remember that to become a butterfly, caterpillars have to turn into a ball of mush. Yeah, complete, like <laughs> just nothing. Yeah. I do love that. So anyways, once they're both free. Ronan- I do want to take a minute yes. and allow ourselves <laughs> to take in the image. Okay, so remember, uh-huh. they're inside these, like, wraith-holding nest things. Mm-hmm. And we watch Ronan and leave it. Yep. Like the birthing of a true barbarian. Yes. Okay, that's all. 
Oh, in my head when feeling. you said birthing, I was like, like that scene from, uh, shit, what the fuck's the name of the film? Aliens? The rhinoceros. Oh. Uh, Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> like the birthing of a Jim Carrey from the butt of a rhinoceros. <laughs> that's when I, like, that's where I thought you were going for <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. So anyway, so once they're both free, Ronan asks McKay how to get out of here. And I love this whole time. He was just like, McKay will figure it out. And McKay's like, again, I'm in this situation again. I love this, though. It's like, I don't care. Just uh, find, think of something. I got us free. You yeah. get us out. The confidence that he has in him is just great. Yeah. It is. You'll think of something. It's back on Earth. We're his pace of control room. And Woolsey comes down to her as the wormhole comes in from Atlantis. Yeah. And no, of course, the IOA hasn't reached a decision. They don't want to reach a decision. Uh-huh. Because then it means they'd have to take responsibility. This way, they have someone to blame. Yep. We're as a scapegoat in case something goes wrong. Of course. Because That's all, really all that it's about. It's all part of the game. It's all being able to blame someone else. So, Weir tells Taylor to tell Caldwell to proceed as planned. Okay. And Godspeed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're still deciding. Well, the decision has to be made here. Well, we already made the decision, so here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Also, Caldwell, uh, please don't die. The line Bye. must be drawn here. No this further. far. No further. Sorry. It's fine. I quote that all the time. We're all dorks. And my really, really bad Patrick Stewart impression. <laughs> I have no Patrick Stewart impression. So before uh, the Daedalus leaves, Caldwell checks with Hermion, who has My Patrick shields. Stewart impression involves having dogs. Yes. That's it. <laughs> that is your... His, his foster pups are the most adorable. If you're not already uh, watching All of his Patrick Stewart read sonnets to his dogs, please do. Oh my god. The end. He fosters the most precious pities. He's the, the best. He's the best guy. He's the, the greatest man ever. Uh, I love him. I love him. I okay. love him. So yeah. anyway, for the little sleeves, Caldwell checks in with Hermione, who's like, look, I got the shields up to full. And, like, I've shirred up some of the power, so we're good to go. Yep. And he tells another one of his crew, I forget his name, um, his number two. <laughs> number uh, two. That he wants all the missile tubes loaded with their nukes, and he wants to disable fire safeties, because as soon as they come out of hyperspace, he wants them all fucking launched at once. And the guy's like, I don't know if that's a thing. Colo's like, fucking make it a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how. Fucking Just, do it. Uh, this is what we're doing now. Thanks. On the Orion, mm-hmm. Major Lorne is captaining it. Yeah. Um, and Zelenka's there. I love that it's Lorne. I do, He's too. He's such a good guy. Lorne is the best. <laughs> I love him. Uh, Zelenka's there as well. Uh-huh. You just need that amount of nervous energy. Oh, well, you've got to have one guy freaking out on every ship. Uh-huh. Yeah. About how we don't have the power. <laughs> it's no use. Essentially. Can. I cannot change the laws of physics. <laughs> so right now flying is basically all the Orion can do. Yeah. There's 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 no uh there's no weapons, but they have thirteen hours to get weapons and shields to function. I got two ships to Rayville. <laughs> That's good. I cause I had um I've got shields, they're multiplying. <laughs> Pack your bags, we rave tonight. <laughs> 
I've got two shifts to. Re- uh, I'll get. I'll get better. I um, won't, but I'll say that I will. I've got two ships to inner space. No, it doesn't work yeah. that well. Anyway, so both ships jump into hyperspace. Pack your nukes. We leave tonight. <laughs> Pack your nukes. We leave tonight. Waiting for you. <laughs> We've got two hives to blow tonight. <laughs> okay. So John confirms he will not be killing his friends. Like, they're not in the area he's about to blow up. Mm-hmm. And goes through a very scary... A walk through a very scary park uh-huh. filled with monsters trying to kill him. Yay! And Operation, this will most likely end very badly as a go. Mm-hmm. So he undocks and fires a rock into the spot indicated... Surprise round! It goes well. Yeah. He gets major uh, sneak attack damage. Um, and he, he quickly goes out and tries to disable his second ship as waves of darts start flying yep, out at him. all of them. They're like a parade of darts. My favorite is like, Michael, were you going to help? Michael's like, no, I already did help. I told you where to fire. Is, He's like, this is my helping. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, and there are so many of them, no matter how good of a pilot John is, there are hundreds of darts mm-hmm. and one hits and shears a wing off John's ship. It bad. So Weir's walking down the hall when Woolsey catches up with her and tells her the ambassadors have finished. Oh, what great timing Uh to have come up with their solution. And now Weir is not going to go back and get debriefed, which is really just raking her over the coals of every decision she's made over the past two years. Yeah, basically, yeah. I don't need to be pulled in here to be told how everything is shit. Fuck you guys. And Woolsey reminds you, he's like, look, I totes respect you. I think you're 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 great. Um, but you are not how shall we say employee of the month as far as the IOA is concerned. Yeah. And I love where's attitudes here. She's like, well if the wraith make to earth, who gives a shit about my job? Basically, yeah. And if my plan <laughs> succeeds then yeah I expect to keep my job. Because I made the tough decisions. Yep. Um, and and you couldn't. And right now all they can do is wait. But Weir's like, be sure to give them my best. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they just don't seem to understand the gravity of how none of the shit they give a shit about matters. Yes. Yes. You'd think after ten years (laughs) with the SG-1 team, they would have figured this shit out. Well, I still do remember. Yeah, that's true. IOA hasn't been around since the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. So we get this very slow shot of the high ship and a lone 302 wing. Mm-hmm. Ronan and McKay watch some wraith pass, and McKay's really gonna have to eat something soon, because, like, his <laughs> blood sugar mound. God, what a butthole. <laughs> but I mean, accurate. Yeah, 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 fine. I would be in the same boat. I mean, just in the fact of I know how grumpy I get if I haven't eaten in a while. I get major hangry, man. Yeah, I've I've hit a point in the morning where if I haven't had breakfast and coffee by a certain hour, it's like, I don't like anybody. I um, I haven't eaten breakfast today, but I literally on my table have coffee yeah. and a ginger old-fashioned. Nice. So I would be dead otherwise. Quality. So, Ronan has a plan. McKay's not gonna like it. So basically, we're gonna get to a control panel and McKay's gonna fuck shit up enough for the ship to explode. And McKay's like, uh, come come again. Yeah. Come again. Yep. That sounds right, though. Rodan's like, look, 
you just said we're not making it off the ship, so let's just blow this shit up. Yeah, fuck it. We're, we take it down with us. McKay does Come realize... outsiding. He would rather die as a hero than as a meal. This is true. Yeah. Blaze of glory. Every time. Plus, it probably hurts less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might be quicker. Probably is quicker, yeah. Yeah. Elsewhere, we see John being dragged through the corridors. And Michael just shows up and rolls some very impressive deception rolls. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the queen wanted me to question him. Hand yeah. him over. Yeah. And as soon as the other wraith are out of sight, uh, Michael just... <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Keep Grace going. is being attacked. You might hear this on the pod. It's fine. Bye, Drakey. As soon as the other wraith are out of sight, Michael just hands John what I'm assuming is McKay's sidearm. Yeah. It's and like, wait, like a couple more steps until you're away? Like, you were a no, little eager to do that. Those other wraith are dumb. It's fine. That's true. They have a very low passive perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and McKay, they're going to go find McKay and Ronan okay. in the place where they no longer are at and then find transport off the hive. I like it. The Daedalus is 10 seconds from exiting hyperspace. Calden reminds them to launch the nukes. They are moments they can lock onto their targets. Do not wait for an order. And as soon as they exit hyperspace, we see hundreds of darts hanging out because, again, John just caused all the darts to exit yep. the hives. Dart. Start aware. Um, and they immediately move in to just neutralize all the nukes. Yeah, sucks. Caldwell's waiting on the Orion, but as we do, we see this amazing, beautiful distance shot of all the nukes fanning out. Yeah. And Caldwell's on the dead list, though, right? He's on the dead list, but he's yeah. waiting for waiting for the okay. Orion to show I see up. Because he didn't show up at the same time, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. "I'm standing here." Yeah, alone. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said on the. I got confused. Everything's Sorry. fine. I'm done. Anyway, but watching all of the nukes explode before yeah. the target. Beautiful. Beautiful, and then you get one lone nuke that is made to the to the hive. All it takes is one to impregnate. <laughs> To impregnate the hive. Just one little baby sperm ancient guy. Just one little uh, spermy nuke. Yeah. That's all it takes. There's a massive explosion. All four of our people inside the ship feel the yeah. ship rock. Michael can tell from some computer panel that the Atlantis ships are here and that his hive is now seriously damaged. Everything's happening. But the other hive that is not damaged yet is moving into attack. Yep. And they run off. And Ronan and McKay have no clue. What ships are fighting what? Because they don't have a data panel? They're just, like, helping create subterfuge. Uh, McKay is hoping it's the other... It's, like, their guys. Like, hopefully. And their odds of survival just went up. But Rodin just sees it as all the more reason to go help fuck up this ship. Yep. Keep doing the do things. And that's when the Orion arrives. I like how they did save a little bit of the budget and we didn't see the Orion alive. (laughs) (laughs) We just... Hear about it. They're like, look, it's not going to last long anyway. Don't bother. Don't put a lot into it. Listen, if they have to scrub that Viz shot to give us some of the other battle shots, I'm fine. It's Especially fine. when it launches its missiles. Which yeah, we'll get that's to in a true. Second. So we see the hive bearing down on Orion, and Lorne is apparently giving the order to fire, but nothing's happening. Yeah, everybody is stressed out fighting. Zelenka <laughs> <laughs> just curses. Uh, and I'm assuming it's more at the situation than than at Lauren because oh yeah yeah. 
But seriously, they need weapons. Like, now. Yeah. And Zelenka finally gets it. They keep rolling, like, ones and twos on their Uh attack rolls. They're just like, fuck, they got a great initiative. They actually actually didn't get the best initiative. they didn't really get a good initiative at all. They got a low initiative and then just kept rolling ones. Yeah. Sucks to suck. In in what might be the coolest Viz effect of an episode of Cool Viz Effects, we see the drones pour out of the top of the ship, and then we, like, the camera goes in with the drones as they fly over. Yep. And we just see them taking out the hive ship. Woo! It's glorious. Woo! And the hive, um that is left is the damaged one already and it shifts its focus over to the Orion who is now without shields but they took a ship out and the Daedalus cannot get to the Orion in time yeah it's gonna be bad it's gonna be awful so Michael and John are still sneaking around yeah and McKay and Ronan are not where they're supposed to be which is good? Ish. Uh, John at least notices that they were cut from the inside, so they yeah. escaped, they weren't just fed upon. Yeah. And knowing Ronan, they are somewhere close by that they can cause a lot of damage. Which is, I love this so much. I love what this says about this team. Yeah. It's like, one, he's got to be relieved. He's super relieved. <laughs> and two, that he knows, I know what my guys are doing. Yes. It's like, if I lost you and a Jesse in a bookstore... <laughs> I know what section I'm going to go look for Nixie in. Yeah. And I know what section I'm going to go look for a Jesse in. They might be very close and sections. And I'm probably going to go to the fantasy section first. Yeah. Anyway, and then sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, those are usually right next to each other anyway. I've got a yeah, greater probability that that's where I'm going to find you. Like, he just knows his team. Which is cool. Because they're friends. So, on the Orion, it's... How can I understate this? Not going well? Yeah. (laughs) It's super not okay. They don't have shields. It's just explosions all over the ship. Zelenka, no. Zelenka cannot give you one more shot. There is no shots to give. (laughs) It's not that I'm not giving away my shots. It's It's that that I have no shots left to give. I'm all out. I'm spent. Um... There's been too much damage. Yeah. They had to sacrifice their shields to get that salvo of drones off. And the ship is going to blow at any moment, Zelenka says. Like, yeah. they've got to get out of here. We're going to die in a second. Here. So Lauren calls for an emergency beam out mm-hmm. to the Daedalus. Help, please. <laughs> and Caldwell just yells over explosions on his own ship. His own ship's, you know, slowly exploding as well. Yeah. To get them on board. And... On the the hive ship, you know, McKay's joke about how it's a good thing he remembers DOS is completely <laughs> lost in this situation. Does it mean anything to do to, to nope? Nope. Means absolutely nothing. The hive ship, it's both sh- all ships are in shit shape. Uh and it's It's shit ship time. It's shitty ship time. Yep. Shippy shitty bang bang. <laughs> Can that be my AKA? Shitty Shippy Bang Bang. <laughs> Shitty that- Shippy Bang Bang. <laughs> That's my AKA. Yep. Um, I feel even remember what it was because I'm so proud of that. So it's, he's like, the ship is in such shitty condition that it's hard to find anything to overload at this point. <laughs> and with that is the grand entrance of John and Michael. Bum, ba, da, da. 
And I love both moments of subtle humor here from John. Uh-huh. Both let Mikey try it. <laughs> He'll try anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next to how he latched onto the hull of the hive ship because he saw it in a movie once. Uh-huh. I wonder what movie he huh. saw. Maybe it involves spaceships. And Scruffy. And wars. <laughs> well, well, battles amongst the heavens. <laughs> I'm trying to find other Battles ways amongst the balls of plasma. <laughs> that could be many things, though. So, Ronan is a very fast to draw a blade on Michael. Balls of plasma is my new fighter name. It's a good. It's a good okay, fighter I'm name. Uh, yeah, I don't. Ronan, I don't, Michael. Sorry. Don't blame. My, I don't blame Ronan. No, he's like, hello, this is my knife. <laughs> they have to get to the Daedalus, which McKay is super happy to hear that is the Daedalus out there. Mm-hmm. And another great moment, Ronan wants to know why he should trust Michael. It's a fair question. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> the end. And Michael hands him his blaster in his holster, and it's because Michael trusts Ronan, and he just walks away. Yeah. And it takes about... Point two seconds before Ronan pulls his blaster out and aims it at Michael's back. Dude, and I love this John that no kill. Leave it. Yes, yeah, and that's what John just like puts pushes the blaster and is like, I am telling you. It's, not it's to just kill. a straight up leave it. Leave it. Yeah. Both dogs just looked over like, what? What did I do? <laughs> um and and as they leave this room, Ronan is very quick to push McKay out of the way and grab John's jacket and is like, I don't like this. No shit, bro. No one likes this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ronan kill. Ronan kill. John. Ronan's no like, kill. I still don't like this, yeah. and John's like, No shit, Ronan. I get the point. You hate Wraith. Yeah. Like we get it. He goes, I hate this Wraith in particular. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're going to focus on boosting the radio so they can reach the Daedalus with the radio. Um, also, there's the issue of not getting fired upon as soon as they leave the ship. Like, this day just keeps getting better and better, mm-hmm. according to McKay. I mean, really, McKay, your day is getting better and better. Like, you started off in cold storage to be fed on. You really did, yeah. Now you've got, like, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as their ship leaves the hive, we see the Orion explode. Uh, and we don't know, right? They have no idea. We don't idea. currently know that Lauren and his team made it aboard the Daedalus. Yep. yep. Um, but we we do in the extremely next scene as we see Lauren and Zelenka making well, their way to the bridge. Like, if our guys see that, yeah, they have no idea. They have no clue. Yeah. Um, they did their best, but yes, they did lose their brand new toy. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, they work so hard to get that toy. I know. And as Caldwell is getting ready to fire on the dart bit. So he, like, Caldwell, again, a moment you remember that Caldwell knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's like, all rail guns, target the dart bays. Don't fire yet, but I want everything lined up. Yep. To hit those as hard as possible. Yep. And they see the single ship heading towards them broadcasting on Atlantis frequencies. And they're surprised or not surprised? Like, would you be surprised at this point when it's John? Uh, no, at some point I would be like, of course it is. Exactly. <laughs> I would just be relieved that it finally happened. Yeah. Um, not only is it John, but it's McKay, Ronan, and Michael. Uh-huh. Michael's 
a bit of a surprise. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has a plan called Well Alike, and the four of them are being to the Daedalus Bridge. Mm-hmm. So, cool plan is that Michael has jammed all the jamming codes. Yeah, and we made jam. Y- it's raspberry. Uh-huh. You can just beam over a nuke. Yeah. Caldo's like, yeah, that'd be great if we We're had any nukes out. left. We sold them all this morning in a in a fire sale. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the hive is launching darts, so Caldwell's like, that's your cue. <laughs> and we see this. This is an awesome shot. The Daedalus just laying into the dart bay. I love this. I love that the only ship that's made it through is the one that we had to craft ourselves. Yeah. I do love this idea. Yeah. Anyway. Um, like, I don't think any darts made it out. You can tell this is major damage to the ship. Yeah. But also, as the Daedalus flies over and it's firing, the Daedalus shields go off now as well. Ah, uh, things are going and bad. And then we see the Daedalus take heavy damage from some uh, gunfire. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yep. So thankfully, the hive has stopped firing now because the concentrated fire on the base have created all these secondary explosions. Yeah. So the Daedalus shields are dead. They are venting atmosphere. Life support is down. Backup life supporter is not responding. And McKay explains to Ronan and to us, that means they only have a few hours of air left, like nine hours of air max. We're going to suffocate. Or else. So walking and talking... Yeah. Um, Zelenka is wanting to Apollo 13, the CO2 filtration system. Yep. yep. Catalyzed um, parts. But for a ship this large, McKay thinks it's going to take longer than they have. McKay's like, I mean, isn't it at least worth a fucking try? Well, and he's, isn't he saying, he's like, we're going to overpower whatever we build anyway. Well, it's just more of like, they can't build something powerful enough for the entire ship in the amount of time that yeah, they have. Yeah, we're just going to break whatever we build. Yeah. So McKay wants anyone who took shop to report. Like, they don't have enough electricians and welders left I lo- to do the yeah. repairs. It's crazy to think of it that way. Um, but I love that he he knows how to find the value in people. Yeah. And then he's not like, I just need the scientists. It's like, no. I need the people who can make shit. Well, and it's, it's like, that's not something you necessarily think of. Yeah. When they're just, like, trying to fix a ship as fast as possible. You got, you know, you can... You can uh, engineer the greatest pieces ever, but if you don't have hands on the ground... To build them. Boots on the ground to get it done. Boots and stuff and boots and stuff and and boots and stuff. So, in the everything else room on Daedalus... Yeah. We have some oxygen tanks and masks. There's 20 oxygen packs. There's 200 people on board. That doesn't add up well. So they're reserved for people working on life support, and yes, that does happen to include McKay. Uh Uh-huh. Seven decks are inaccessible. That's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know how many decks there are in Daedalus, but that's a lot of shit. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so they could use those to access some key panels. It's not like their oxygen is going to do much to help the ship. Right. But they're going to get John in a 302 to get an exterior view of the situation. And from that exterior view of the situation, it's pretty much fuck. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's not okay. These spots are completely open to vacuum. There is no oxygen to beam someone to. Yeah. They can't EVA because that's where the spacesuits were stored. Yeah. Meanwhile, McKay is fixing something when Zelenka comes in. 
after some bickering, Zelenka's like, well, why don't we just fix the subspace communications? And McKay's like, yeah, Atlantis has no ships to send us, and anything Earth take weeks, we can use this manpower to fix life support. Zelenka's like, I was actually more thinking of telling people that we'd stop the wraith. Yeah, no kidding. I do love this. This I love. I love where Selenka's intent is and how McKay takes it. Where mm-hmm. Selenka's like, I just want to tell people they're okay. Mm-hmm. And then McKay's like, Oh yeah, you want to die a hero? It's like, No, I just want them to know. Yeah. Yeah. McKay would rather save his last breath to get more breath. Yeah. But that has spawned an idea. So McKay calls a meeting. You can tell everyone's breathing a little a little heavy now. Yeah, it's getting tough. There is breathable air. Uh, it is on that Wraith ship. And this is a reminder also, they're basically between galaxies right now. Yeah. There's not even a planet nearby. Yeah, yeah. They're far away from a gas station. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Can get the it? Ship. Gas station? <laughs> yes, there's also Wraith on that Wraith hive ship. Uh-huh. Uh, John is like, well, we'll just go take him out and get the ship. And Michael's like, bro. Nah. I know you're all badass and all, but... You're not that... You're not no. that awesome. But what if... Mm-hmm. We send over... The retrovirus gas. Bum, ba, they still have it aboard. And they still have the jamming codes... That Michael instituted. They can yep. finish this plan. They could turn all the wraith into humans with we, no we memories. We can finally circle back to plan A. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great idea and all, and Caldwell hates to rain on everyone's parade, but they were almost out of air, and the gas took ten hours to take effect. Yeah. John's like, look, we can rotate people out of the 302s, we can survive long enough. And so they, they, and and Michael can fly the hive ship once we get the hive ship. Like, this is the plan, and this is their best bet right now. I love this idea of rotating people into the 302s. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, duh, you've got ships on the big ship. Oxogen. Yeah. Little oxygen tanks, if you will. Uh-huh. So on Earth, Weir is waiting and doing paperwork. And Landry comes in and tells her that they're they're testing powering the chair with the Mark II generator. Mm-hmm. It is promising. Promising in that, yes, it will maybe take out a hive ship, but also use the last of their, last of their drones and also expose their secret weapon. Yeah. Um, Great. And asks how it went with the IOA. Also, don't even ask about the Ori. Don't ask. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, where's like, does anyone come out of an IOA deposition desp- dep- saying that went well? Yeah. And uh, Landry's like, well, at least most of the time you get to be a galaxy away. These people are hanging around me every couple weeks. Yeah, uh, God, that's got to be annoying. We're as terrified they're going to ask her to step down. And Landry's like, well, if they just ask, you can always say no. I love that line so much. So good. And she admits that she messed this one up. Well, yeah, we're, we've been covering that for a while. Uh-huh. And Landry saying that she had the blessing of the IOA and the SGC doesn't help the situation. And Landry, quote unquote, quotes Churchill saying success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Which, as I was going to say earlier, I tried to look up when Churchill said that. He apparently never did. did. Not. <laughs> I still love this line, and it's I a love. Great the- line. It's normally attributed. It's 
frequently attributed to Churchill. It's like one of those like oh. it's like billions and billions with Sagan. Oh, okay. Like he never said that until after everyone thought he said that, and he was like, "Sure, I'll say it just so you people can." I'm gonna attribute the quote that I wrote down just to to Landry. That's fine. Because the way I wrote it is, "Success is not final, failure is not fatal." Get some sleep. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that added "get some sleep" at the end is important. Yeah. Um. So again, after this beautiful shot of the Milky Way as the Daedalus drifts, um, on the Daedalus, most people are sitting down, just trying to focus on not breathing, dying. Not yeah. dying. <laughs> Uh, there's still a few people working with oxygen packs. You can tell even those are getting low, though. Yeah. Um, most people on the bridge are struggling to remain conscious. Yeah. John, Lorne, and a strike team are not going to wait any longer. They're going to beam over to the hive ship. It's time. I love that Lorne is like the jack of all trades. Like, yeah. He's like, ship captain, got it. Yeah. Take strike out team? To strike team, got it. What else you need? I do like when they first beam over and they're like, breath. <gasps> yeah, they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. You reach the surface of the water. Uh-huh. So they find some humanized wraith. Some are dead. Looks like they may have killed each other. Yep. And it looks like a humanized wraith just kind of comes in, stumbles in, is like, what happened? Yeah. Imagine, all of a sudden, he doesn't know that he's your enemy, and he no. doesn't actually know anything, so you're just like, hey, buddy! Hi! Everything's fine! We're gonna gather you and your friends over here. Let's keep you safe! While our main crew finds the queen. Yep. And they find her. She's sort of slumped over. Uh-huh. You can't really tell what's going on. Um, Lauren goes to check on her. And it's a bad bugle! <laughs> and we see... She did not transform at all. No. She is still full wraith. She's, yeah. She grabs Lauren by the throat, lifts him up, goes to feed, but John McKay and Ronan all fire at the same time. Yeah, Thankfully bitch, missing no. Lauren. Yeah. Killing the queen. This wasn't going to go down like that. And apparently, according to McKay, Carson had wondered if females would be immune, which he only remembered now after the fact. Christ. Would have been good to know. Look, not that it would have stopped them, but it would have made them go in there maybe a yes. little more cautiously. Yes. Yeah. And once um, they have word that there's no more Wraith on board, John radios to Caldwell that they can beam everyone over. And for now, he thinks they're out of the woods. So is there no Wraith women other than the queens? It's like a beehive. Oh, interesting. And ants, too, right? They have one I queen. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Stupid ants. Um, so we have a whole hive of humanized Wraith. Everything's fine now. The end. Show over. <laughs> we beat the race. There's no repercussions no, for this. Nope. We will never talk about ethics ever again. Mm-mm. Holy crap. This will be interesting. Yeah. This changes things a lot. Also, we just have like a powerless, essentially almost powerless Daedalus sitting between galaxies. Yeah, everything sucks all the time. Put a forever. locator beacon on that shit and you never find it again. Oh, what's next? So technically this kind of goes into another episode of Atlantis, but this is enough of an ending that we are going to jump over to SG-1 just Got so we it. can continue bouncing back and forth. Okay. So we are going to SG-1 Morpheus. And that's episode two of it's season It's episode 10. two. I... I'm not ready to pace myself. There will be a red pill and a blue pill. I like it. 
I will learn Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, you have to pace yourself. It's going to suck. Yeah. It's going to suck. I want to just nope. run through nope. season 10, please. Nope. nope. <sighs> Can I tell you that we are on pace to, around Thanksgiving, get to, I believe it would be the episode that everyone's been waiting for us to cover, at least okay. I've been waiting to cover since we started the podcast. Holy moly. It is... I will tell you this because it's not a spoiler. It is the 200th episode of SG-1. Okay. It is called 200. Oh. We are going to get there, I'm guessing, around Thanksgiving. If we don't have any weeks off, we'll get to it, I think, Thanksgiving. The the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay. If we don't have weeks off. I will do my best. We may have a couple. We may, we may end up with a week off. We're not sure. But. I will do my best to keep the homework things in line so that we can deliver that for Thanksgiving weekend. It would be really fun for Thanksgiving weekends. I like it. I'm for it. If uh, I did my math right, it's Thanksgiving. Um, guys, thank you for hanging out with us again. Um, we have taken to reading reviews recently because Nixie told me that there was some on there and you guys are amazing and we love you. I really, really, really can't say enough. She uh, like, so Grace stays off almost everything in everything. case of spoilers. And so uh, I'm um, the one yeah. who didn't realize that I was like, you haven't gone to read any iTunes reviews in a while. Yeah. And so I did, um, I did look through them and I wanted to tell you guys that you're all incredible and I can't believe we're still making this pod. And <laughs> I can't believe that we're about to get through season 10 yeah. of SG-1. Yeah. I didn't think we'd make it this far. And it's really cool that we have. Um, and then we also had someone ask us if we were on Spotify. And we are not. But I think I figured out how to do it. So hopefully... Also, Amazon, I just saw us starting to do podcasts. We'll see if we can figure out that out as well. But I'm going to get us on spotify hopefully by the time you hear this i've been able to figure that out we've been on a bunch of other ones like i know someone was there was a couple of people who said they were having problems with the google list and i saw us on google like we never put ourselves on google but i guess someone else put thank you for whoever did yeah i will do my best to to figure that out double check all the rss feeds i believe which is a term i know yeah um Otherwise, thanks for hanging out. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Both mentally and physically. Take care of yourself. Um, We are here to endure and to be humans and to be people and to fight the wraith. Someday I just want to be a puppo. And to hide extra knives (laughs) where no one can (laughs) find them. Always hide extra knives on your person. If I've learned nothing else in this episode. Yeah. It's that if you don't want to talk to someone, just run away. You know, <laughs> like listen, weird. I've actually done that before. <laughs> that's that's happened in real life before. Nice. Just hurry them. Um, but, uh, okay, we'll see you next week with yes. Morpheus. Yes. Um, I'm pulling back into my Greek memories, trying to, like, see if I can meta-figure out what the, what the show's do you about. Remember, do you remember who Morpheus is? Well, I think he's Underworld-related or adjacent or something like that. I don't remember anymore. I don't. I don't. Um, I could sing you a Metallica song that would give you a hint. Amazing. Yes. Answer. Yeah. Night. Okay. That is who. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, that might be the only Metallica song. It is. <laughs> it is like, a Metallica song. I know. I, I like how you're confirming that is the only Metallica song. Oh, that you I know. thought you said that maybe. May no, or no. Not. Okay, no gotcha. I'm pretty sure it's the only Metallica song that I know. Um. Uh, until then.
Yes. Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Before we do this, because I wanted to get back before before we get to that part. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do with a <laughs> full of X-ray? <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> Prisoners of war. Yes. But then what? Do we rehabilitate them? They don't remember. They don't know anything. Do they... We put them on an off-world planet somewhere? Do we let them know their life? Um, Will they turn back like Michael did? We don't know all the answers to these questions. I'm taking a drink right now. Um, I think we're going to have to... Day two. Try to make them allies. That's that's what I would do. Okay. That's what I would do. I would try to make them allies, tell them the truth, and try to ally them and be like, hey, you don't really have much of a choice anymore, do you? <laughs> that's totally how allies work. You have no choice but and to be my ally. Him, <laughs> well, I, uh, hopefully Michael will help us uh, we'll through this thing. Very interesting. Find Already. us on Twitter. Now, yeah, at... Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Someplace Like Tara. Email us at the Someplace Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com. And then rate us like us, review us. And then all the things. And then here we are. Bye. Bye.